everybody. Welcome to Bamcast Extra. It's episode 214. Ooh, not pie. <laughs> no, close, though. Yeah, not really. It's <laughs> Mathematically not close at all. Because really, no. <laughs> even 314 is way off. Yeah, uh, I'm Chuck. I'm Harlow. And uh, we are not mathematicians. We are podcasters. Yep, just number fan-sticians, stan-sticians, mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know. And uh, speaking of numbers, we we added one to a movie that we like. Uh huh. Especially because we were promised on the box by the L.A. Times that it would be better than the original. <laughs> I I I don't know who at the L.A. Times said that. Maybe well, you it... might notice it's not attributed to anyone. It's just attributed to the L.A. Times. Oh. <laughs> so no one could be held responsible for saying that Kickboxer Two is better than Kickboxer. Said nobody. Ever. That is a, a false statement. <laughs> Absolutely, one hundred percent false statement. Uh, I who man, I just I would love to talk to that person who walked out of theater and was like, "That's better than Kickboxer," because I'd be like, "Man, what the hell is wrong with you?" <laughs> All right, here, here's a weird statement though. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is nowhere even in the same league, match, ring, whatever with Kickboxer the first. However, mm-hmm. this might be the best Albert Pune movie I've ever seen. Like I it mean, is the it seems like it's the most competent. That's for sure. Yeah, it's like, I mean, honestly, for three quarters of this movie, I was I was actually asking myself, really, Albert Pune did this because like mm-hmm. it doesn't have any of his hallmark like let's put the camera in a stupid place and capture the wrong action or quick cut or not light this or have people speak like weirdly like I'm doing right now and mm-hmm. just all the things that make like. Every, every other Albert Pune movie I've ever seen, it is just like within five minutes, if I hadn't seen a, a title, like if you tried a light, late title card, I'd be like, this is an Albert Pune movie. This is fucking yep. incompetent and stupid. And <laughs> throw in some David S. Goyer in the background in his early days, and it's like, there's a good chance this is going to be some hot bullshit, some super extra hot bullshit. I'm not right. saying Kickboxer 2 is a good movie. I'm saying mm-hmm. by da- by Albert Pune and Dave early David S. Goyer standards, this is kind of a masterpiece. <laughs> yes, uh, it, I yes. agree with you. It right. is surprisingly uh, capable. I'll right. say that. Yes. Uh, but okay, so here's the thing, and see if you can go with me on this. Okay. Um, so, from my understanding, the entire time this was going to be Jean Claude Van Damme in this sequel, and then at the last minute he decided he didn't want to do it. Sure. A- and so it seems like they kind of gave the script a once over and changed. A couple of things forgot to change a lot of things mm-hmm. and just went ahead and made the movie like like maybe they were days away from filming and it was like, oh, God, we have to fix this because and the thing is, they made a real bold choice as far as the future <laughs> of the kickboxer franchise, because yeah, the, there are a hundred and one thousand other things that uh, that Kurt Sloan could have been doing. Instead of being dead, which is how he starts this movie, um, with like the best you ever get is like a poorly lit rain scene scene of guess. It turns out like he, you know, Kurt beat Tong Po in the ring, but Tong mm-hmm. Po was having none of that and just apparently found them and shot them. Yes. I guess shot all three of them because I believe when we left Kickboxer, his brother was in a wheelchair, but very much alive. Yes, brother uh, was alive. Yeah. The girlfriend was alive. Miley, Miley was not, you know, un, uh, uh, blemished, but, you know, also alive. Right. But yes, they are all three dead at the mm-hmm. start of this movie. Uh, yeah, you, and you it, it takes a long time for anyone to even explain what happened. Right. The movie is just like, so they, they died and right. you're the only one left because this stars 
uh, Sasha Mitchell uh, <laughs> from Step by Step fame uh, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> as the third Sloan brother. Right. Who is treated like like he is also a champion and and an aged person, but he's 12 and has his own business. And everyone's like, wow, he used to be a champion. I'm like, when? In middle school? He is not that old. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he has a he has a gym, a failing gym. Well, he has the old Sloan Brothers gym because he is yeah. nowhere to be seen except for like weirdly photoshopped into <laughs> pictures and paintings. Because like that's the thing is like they mostly have these like weird caricature paintings and stuff because they're like <laughs> we can't use the likenesses of any of the other people. So yeah, but yeah, it's like you know his name has nothing to do with this Sloan Brothers gym. It was like it was the other brothers uh, yeah yeah and so it's just but it's not it's not it, it it's weird because it's not like he was like i'm a broker and i came home to run the family business or whatever right. it's like it's it's also like he has this lineage of being a champion kickboxer and i'm like when <laughs> yeah they never bother to explain it but it, it's sort of like he had some sort of professional fight something happened he was like fuck the show business act- aspect about this i'm taking it back to the roots of like pure kickboxing but they never bother to away and tell you about this Mm-mm. it's just sort of Mm-mm. like you're you're kind of led to like yeah he hasn't fought in two years because reasons maybe because his brothers died we don't know just reasons he hasn't fought but anyway he's very much you know turned this gym into the local rec center and is teaching underprivileged Jews and not making any money and people are coming in and telling him hey you don't have any money including uh his business partner who's uh what john deal yeah, who's like you know consummate that guy? Like as soon as you see him, even back when he has a full head of hair, like in this, you're like, hey, <laughs> it's you. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's just and, and including like Peter Boyle shows up as local like guy who's trying to start the kickboxing. You know, he, like the the local Don King, the local like I'm trying to like make this a business guy. Yeah. you know, and I'm scummy. Um, but I brought along Matthias Hughes from Dark Angel, where I come in peace and. <laughs> You know, he's supposed to be a kickboxer guy, but yeah, you know, it looks like he does. <laughs> I mean, he looked, you know, he's just all super jack like a wrestler, and they right. even luckily at some point say that he has some sort of wrestling lineage. <laughs> but, yes, because we when he goes to kickbox, they tell him, look, no wrestling. Yeah, no wrestling, <laughs> sir. So, yeah. Yeah, Peter Boyle is like a, a Vince McMahon of kickboxing who is just like, hey, we're going to make all this money. Ha, join us, yeah. Sloan Brother. And Sloan Brother's like, no, that sounds sketch. But so, but he, and here's, he also, here's where he, I think here's he, where yeah. I think the script is stupid is because so he's got a buddy mm-hmm. who's like I'll do it. He's sort of like chief student. Like he's like he's like pretty much as good as he is as far as fighting. But he's just like you. you he's got some more shit to learn. He explains yeah. later to the guy's mother. It's like he's totally ready to fight to be a champion, but his head ain't right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so, cause even See, she's I've... like, Hey, his head ain't right. And he's like, yeah, I agree. His head ain't right. <laughs> See, I fully, yeah, I fully, uh, believe that. So this script was written, written as, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme comes home to run the gym mm-hmm. and his younger brother is that best friend character. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Cause that is the only way the events of this movie make sense because right. the way it plays out doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Um, that's still a real shitty script if you think about it, because it's just like, 
you know, let's have Tong Po beat both sides of the of the brother sandwich in you know like <laughs> I mean, i'm just saying like it's it's real weird it's like you know beat his older brother almost to death then beats his younger brother to death as we you know spoilers uh this guy's yeah. gonna eventually die in a ring to tong po uh uh-huh. but yeah so and anyway like i said this guy's running the failing gem he's got a weird hodgepodge of people because like he's got john deal just like helping him out and it's like never real clear who he is or what his relationship is or if he was friends with the older brothers or something but he's he's just the guy to show up and wave bills in the other guy's face and go right. you got to pay your mortgage yeah like hey i, I might could li- line up some things that pay that wouldn't you know break your morals per se and he's just like no reasons and stuff and and even at one point he's like you could do an aerobics class that those totally make a lot of money in 1991. He's like, it's like my brothers would wake up and do yes. could do in their grave. If I was teaching ladies some jazzercise, or, you know, it's like, all right, guy, like, okay, just fucking, go under and yeah, don't do anything. Then <laughs> get off your fucking high horse here. Um, but yeah, he, he's also got, he's got like, I don't know what her role is, but like, it's real weird. He's got like proxy kid sister of the gym who's mm-hmm. also like out recruiting all the local, uh, really, uh, whatever they would be like recent, uh, stays at the juvie yeah, facility. When a kid the- gets out of juvie, she goes and grabs <laughs> yeah. them and takes them to the Sloan brothers. Like, yeah. Hey, this kid thinks he's hot shit. Yeah. And it, it's <laughs> Why don't a, you beat it, him up? It's, it's a young Heather McComb. She's been on like a billion TV shows. Uh, you know, yeah. again, it's just like this, this, this is a weird movie because it's a lot of like, Hey, you, when you're young or, Hey, I kind of recognize you or, Hey, we actually got some of the cast back from the first movie. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's a very strange hodgepodge of you know recognizable names and a thing that really doesn't need it (laughs) so yeah (laughs) well it's weird too because it's all filmed in la where the first one was all filmed you know in thailand um this is this is 100 filmed downtown la Mm -hmm. so they were probably just grabbing people who were on their way to an audition or something yeah but hey get in here i will say like this is a weird thing because like kickboxer the first it's like the the act one is over in like five ten minutes i swear to god that is like the swiftest like well we got to set the wheels in motion to get to the super long training montage of the second act because that's basically Uh what kickboxer is it's like oh no reasons for you to hate this guy and but he has you know he's no good at doing anything about it so super long montage into the end um Mm -hmm. and this is like super long act one of like all setup of like you know how he's the mother Teresa of kickboxing gyms and all this stuff and teaching the use uh how to use their you know because like he's got all this like you know sounds good Bruce Lee uh you know be sure. like be like water and your mind has to be a calm pond and any emotions or anger will be rocks in the pond and it's you know it all sounds good but it's like you know this fortune cookie bullshit it doesn't you know there's no like no basis in any actual like philosophies or anything it's just whatever no. but uh you know eventually it's just like oh no like you know the the one guy is like i f- screw you i'm gonna go make money you know I'm ready. And Peter Boyle says, I'm ready. And, you know, just immediately goes and gets like in that lifestyle. And they're like, have all the money, have all the training and here's some drugs. And, you know, we're going to pump you up and make you the well, kickboxing no, champion. Before that, like, so they, 
they get um, Sloan brother to uh, fight a match against oh, no, no, no. Like, that, that guy left like before that because like he was already because like as he was going to the ring he's like oh you won't join him like me but you'll fight him oh, right. for money because like that guy just was me like hey fuck you I'm ready I'm gonna go make money bye and then you yeah. know they just like shove that guy like all right we're gonna train you in the you know Ivan Drago gym and all this stuff and yes get you, you have drugs <laughs> yeah and and meanwhile like all these things happen is basically like all right you have no fucking money like everything's going to close in like less than a month you've got to do something and he's eventually like you know has a long walk at the beach or whatever it is like fine i'll i'll fight a match for money john deal mm-hmm. get book it and it's like oh, well it's, it's got to be with peter boyle's guys that they're the only game in town he's like yeah. i don't like it but fine and <laughs> goes and fights matthias hughes of course because it was like this guy had a chip on his shoulder because the other two sloan brothers had beat him in the past and you right know, he's just like i want to, i want you too and yeah you know so this movie has a very weird philosophy of I can regain my honor if I beat up anyone with the last name of Sloan. <laughs> right. Yeah. So he's just like got a chip on his shoulder. And like it's, you know, it's not like a new Sloan goes in there and beats the crap out of him. It's a for a while. It's a fairly even match until because. Mm-hmm. But of course, he like starts like just picking him up with wrestling moves and throwing him in the corner and, you know, cheap shotting him and stuff like that. Everyone's like, hey, but this. <laughs> As this movie will get as as this movie will show, this organization has no intention of actually enforcing any of its rules or you know stopping anyone from murdering people in front of a ring full, room full of people. It is an amazingly yeah. laxed uh, yeah. organization of like, yeah. hey, that's against the rules, but okay. Yeah. So anyway, but he eventually wins, and then they're just like, damn it, that wasn't part of the plan I, I don't know what the plan was like have this guy beat him and i guess maybe sort of add some legitimacy to their organization i don't know but it turns out uh shang sung's in this movie and, <laughs> and he was peter boyle's partner all along because he he comes in like somewhere in the middle of act two he's not there in the beginning like hiding in the shadows he just sort of no. shows up and is like hello i'm peter boyle's associate and i help <laughs> you know help him run these things and i have this secret agenda basically and it turns out like you know He's supposed to be, you know, Thai, I sure. <laughs> Which they even make like a dumb joke because the the dumb protege kid from Sloan that who's there says something like, Hey yeah, you guys make some like real good stereos and stuff. And he's like, <laughs> I believe you mean Japanese people like me like but me but not in this movie. But not in this movie. So yeah, I'm just saying it's like this weird meta joke like where it's like yeah, I don't know. It's almost like he was saying, like, hey, I'm Japanese, fuckers. But um, anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that dude's racism was correct, but yes. also I'm just saying his meta <laughs> joke back was sort of like, hey, I'm actually Japanese playing a Thai person, too. But anyway, uh, yeah. so he's just like there to basically like piss Sloan off enough to fight Tong Po or get him in a mm-hmm. situation where, as you say, they can regain this honor. But to do that, you know, he was not, he was supposed to lose to Vargas, which is Matthias Hughes, but also he doesn't. So they're just like, yeah, well get him. And that includes the like sending Matthias Hughes of all fucking people down to his gym to like light on fire without doing any kind of reconnaissance that he actually has people that live there, like kids that yeah. live in the basement and shit, not in a, you know, pizza parlor kind of way. I'm saying like, he helps these kids that have nowhere else to go. There's like a place to, you know, stay. <laughs> yes. There's a room with cots in it. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah, they, they, they burn the place down. Uh, yes. uh, Sloan 
demasks Matthias Hughes and is like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> and but, chases him out of the building. And then one but, of the street urchins is yeah, like, but not yeah, before uh, killing hey. <laughs> who I swear to God was Rodrigo from the Three Amigos, except it couldn't be from age. But I mean, like, swear <laughs> to God, it was like the same kid. I had to look it up. I was like, hey, it's yeah. no, it can't be. <laughs> yeah. No, there's no way. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yes, this, this kid dies in a fire. <laughs> that sounds. Wow. I just realized how glib. That expression is when you're yeah, it's, trying it's to describe someone expression. who actually <laughs> dies in a fire. <laughs> but uh-huh, yep. this poor child actually dies in a blaze uh, mm-hmm. while somehow uh, uh, David Sloan got shot in the leg clearly by Matthias Hughes and can clearly yes. identify him. But like, you know, yes. got beat the, the living fuck out of him and possibly partially singed, even though that's gone immediately. Um, mm-hmm. But then while he's like being drugged up and, you know, being swung through the uh, uh, like voiceover is just like. The kid died, do we? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was just saying, there's like these weird disembodied voices of like people telling him all this bad news while he's banished to fuck and everything. Yeah. Most like, of the time that passes in this movie is, is through some <laughs> VO. Yeah. But yeah, somewhere along this, uh, in his drug field, like recuperation phase, Somebody's called in uh, uh, Jin Zhao or how I don't remember. The, it looks like Zian Chao in the mm-hmm. in the credits, but that's not yeah. the correct pronunciation. I yeah. yes, uh, but, but yeah. yes, they've they brought in his trainer from the first kickboxer movie, right? And he's basically just like when he finally wakes up, he's just like, "Get out of here! I killed a kid." And he's like, "If you want me to leave, you're gonna have to make him." And he just like all he could do is like swing an arm over and break a vase, and he's like, "Well, I guess I'll just tell you a story." And then all right, so. <laughs> We're into, like, act two, finally. I'm just saying, like, that was a prolonged act one of, like, get to Uh the, like, motivation for this guy to do whatever. And it took a long time to get there. Now, it's like, they do this weird thing because they kind of sort of play it off like this guy might be going senile. But also, maybe he's just fucked up because, as it turns out, like, all the people in his life that he cared about were murdered. So, it's just this weird thing where it's like, all right. (laughs) But... (laughs) He has to basically convince this guy, like, you know, David just immediately, like, you know, regains consciousness and is like, fuck this, fuck everything. I'm going to go to the shittiest motel and sulk. And basically everyone Mm -hmm. in his life has to come and be like, hey, man, you're the one that was always like, you know, be like water and shit. And now you're just sulking in a shitty ass motel. And then finally, the, the, you know, the trainer dude has to come in and be like, "Uh, hey, you know, like, I'm not telling you you have to go like fight to like you know get revenge or whatever but would you like to walk again <laughs> like i can help you do that <laughs> so so you know basically like it, it then it starts my favorite thing in this movie which is because they're not in the middle of nowhere fucking thailand on his farm they begin trading him the same way but just in like the local corner park you know like to which there's just homeless people everywhere and they're just like doing all the same things like pulling them up in the tree and set cement blocks on them and do all these like crazy stretches. It's much more truncated than the super long training sequence right. of the first one, obviously, but you know, and then they're doing Tai Chi and stuff in the park and it, everyone's just at first is like looking at the weird until they, you know, like I said, because <laughs> this is surprisingly one of the best Albert Pune movies. They actually get a good visual joke in here, which is like show someone <laughs> doing Tai Chi from like the feet up and then slowly pull back and reveal that it's one of the homeless people. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole park is now doing it because it's like, hey, free fucking martial arts lessons, I guess. Yeah, might as well learn this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, take my bum fights up to the next level, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry, that was awful. <laughs> yeah. well, I didn't think about it that way, yeah. but yeah, you're right. <laughs> it does give you a leg up in the bum fight game. Uh, uh, people are awful. Uh, man. And, and me among them. Uh, yeah. Um, yes, anyway, so like he's trained back to walking, and of course it's just like, now they've you know juiced up his friend enough that it's just like, hey, you want to be given a shot at the championship? He's like, hell yeah, I do. I want all the <laughs> shit you do, like infinity pools and half naked ladies. Like, by the way, besides the young Heather Bacomb character, there is not a lady to be found in this movie that has yeah. any meaning whatsoever. Like, no, there is there's no, no love interest nope, for anybody. Nobody. It's weird. Like, like Peter Boyle's lady says fuck all. Like no lady <laughs> says anything except for like the 12, 13 year old, like whatever partner lady. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's so weird. But anyway, he's just, Oh, I'm sorry. The mother, the mother has some lines. The, yes. kid, the guy's mother. That's the other one. Because, I remember, I'm reminded of her because she just floats in and out of this movie as apparently a terrible cook because they're like, hey, my mom's been making pot roast. And they're like, oh, uh, anyway, I don't have any other options. So I guess I'll eat it. But I'll eat your free terrible pot roast. <laughs> yeah. um, but he's like, hey, I'm going to fight for a championship fight. And I don't. he's kind of doing this accent. I'm just exaggerating because it's uh-huh. it's just about as bad. And he's like, go get my ma. You got to come. You know, you trained me. I know I abandoned you, but you still got me here. So come, yeah, to, come, come, to come my watch fight. me. And then this is what the like the most bullshitting is bullshit thing of any like organized sporting yeah, event no. ever has this ever is... happened. Like they have... this is on the level of like playing in the Super Bowl, and right before kickoff, the announcer says, "Hey, uh, by the way, yeah, turns out the... the other team is being played by the real steel robots, and this is going to be the first mutant league football game, and you're about to get murdered." Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes. Because like, I mean, well, like the 49ers they... couldn't make it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we brought a bunch of robots. <laughs> yes, because I mean, like, dude has already like done his walk to the ring and is like, you're going to uh-huh. get him, champ. Other guys just walking out of the, of the ring and they're like, hey, everybody who's going to be in a fight here, take one step forward. Not so fast, champ. <laughs> because they're like, you're, you're being replaced. You're sick now. It's like, don't ask questions. And then yeah. they start like passing notes up to the referee and stuff who's like, what the hell, Peter Boyle? I can't like <laughs> announce somebody else's fighting. That's totally against the rules. And Peter Boyle's like, "Hey, yeah, what the hell? That's that is against our rules. What's going on, Shang Tsung?" And he's like, "I just go with it, or I'm pulling all my funding." And he's like, uh, "Shit, I don't know. Announce it." And of course, it's Tong Po being walked into the ring to, you know, take the place. Mm-hmm. And everyone realizes this, including well, really only one person. Yeah, truly, one person in the audience is like, "Hey, wait, uh, oh, no." Yeah, that's the dude that like murdered your brothers. You should like stop this fight now and, and sl- maybe call the police i don't know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yes they just basically like uh let him start murdering him in the ring while like mm-hmm. this dude is like throwing the towel and even the corner's like hey ref stop the match our guy gives like what the shit no one will let them stop the match like he's going over like ring the fucking bell this is clearly yeah. like a man murdering a man in a ring you know, in in a civilized place, this is like right. It's you know. it's not like the unsanctioned right. kickboxer underground fight right. club thing of just like, hey man, whatever, don't ring that bell. We're right. just gonna keep going until he murders that guy. But this is like you know, at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. <laughs> right. <and laughs> yes, I mean, there, like there are people watching this. <laughs> yes, and then like there is a certain point where like you know they're just like 
you know, he finally gets to the dude, the, the turncoat dude. He's like, this guy is the guy that murdered my brother. Stop fighting him now. He's like, I never back down from a fight. I'm good. He's like, no, I'm telling you. And then it's like being dragged away by security. But yeah. like at this point, everyone but this guy and the ref are like, we should stop the match. Like for some reason, the ref is like, I don't know. This kid looks beat to fuck, but I'm going to let it keep going. If he keeps getting up. So, uh, like everyone else is like, Jesus Christ. No, but like no one is jumping into the ring or doing anything or, or ringing a bell or any of the armed security guards. Like, Hey, what the fuck? Yeah. There are four or five executives of this kickboxing association. Just like, what in the hell is happening? We yeah. can't let this go on, but they're just like, but we're also powerless to do anything right. about it. As if there's finally, clearly a knockout punch situation where the guy is down, he's not getting up, and the ref is like, all right, back up, it's over. And then the guy just, Hulk Hogan's this dude over, Tong Po, that is, Hulk Hogan's this dude over his head, and then just throws him out of the ring, to which point everyone is like, what the fuck? Because it's gone to full slow motion at this point. Like, what the fuck? Still, nobody is jumping into the ring or at least uh-uh. grabbing the beat, you know, beaten man pulp that is in the corner out of the ring or anything. Like, silence is violence, as they say. And everyone is just sitting here watching this man murder another man in the boxing ring. And yeah. then... Yeah, and, and he, he just does. And then just walks the fuck out of the ring. And everybody's like, all right, well, see you later, Tong Po. Thanks for the entertainment. It's like, well, that was a match. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, he murder, he murders this man while this man's yeah. mother is watching, while Brian is being, or David, whatever the hell's name is. David is being, like, <laughs> Brian is the guy that's murdered. David is, right. like, being, like, dragged away by security guard. No! no. everyone else is like, no, I don't know what... Yes, but they have a, a brief, like, we now pronounce him dead and dead uh, <laughs> um, moment. And, you know, you know, David, David's just like, a, I, whatever, man, I can't even. like. <laughs> and I, I, doesn't, like, the Shang Tsung dude just, like, blatantly walk up to him and be like, here's a card. The match will be in two hours. Like, yeah. you know, get your revenge. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, up in the open. It's It's real weird. Yeah, because he fully explains. He's like, look. Your brother yeah. took away Thailand's honor, right. and the only way we can get get it back is to fight you. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Well, it also doesn't make <laughs> sense because I want to know what like, like okay. So most we've learned from previous films and things that we've seen in the film world that most criminal organizations don't have a uh, much of a second or third chance policy. And I mm-hmm. I really want to know what what was invested in Tong Po that first. A, he wasn't shot by his own people for losing the one match. B, yeah. then turns around and in cold blood shoots all the people, thus like creating a situation where you can't like you know regain your honor except for fighting somebody who has nothing in- technically invested in it other than the last name. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. like, how is Tong Po not personally like pulled aside and be like, well, f- we're gonna clear our honor by fucking murdering you in f- public, you know? <laughs> like, I'm, yeah, like clearly you're out of control. Yeah. See, that's that's why I think this movie would have made more sense right. if it's if it's Van Dam as the the gym owner mm-hmm. and his brother is the one who gets killed in sure, the ring. Sure. Because if the whole story had been we want a rematch against you and he's just like, no, I don't I don't kick fight anymore. Yeah, I teach I, these kids. Yeah. 
they kill his brother in the ring, and then it's like, oh, okay, it's on now. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll kick your ass again. True. Um, it makes because, more yeah, this, sense. This, yes. this revenge plot makes zero sense. That you can't. It, it would be like if, if I had a kickboxing brother, and then his his defeated villain shows up to fight me, and I'm like, no, I don't know anything about this. <laughs> well, it's not I, exactly I, the same. I mean, you know, <laughs> this guy knows some kickboxing. You know, sure. He's I mean, fine. He's not you. I'm just one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm saying, like, I'm not putting yeah. me on any sort of kickboxing pedestal. I would also have a mini of floor white with me, but this guy is like <laughs> six foot six and is very ready to, to kickbox. Clearly, no, I, mean, I know, but I'm just saying the 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 idea that you can gain your honor back from defeating someone who had nothing to do with taking it in the first place, sure, sure. is absurd. Yes, yes absolutely. Yes, I, I yeah. agree. Yes. But but it's but it's but it's also not a it's not a completely new thing either. I mean, there have no. been this is an old stupid tradition of like, well, <laughs> I never get to murder your father, so I will take my revenge on your sure. infant son or some bullshit. It's like, the oh sure, fuck? it's, it's like the... yes, let's fight a baby. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> it's even worse in horror movies where ghosts wait like a hundred years to sure. get yes. their revenge, and it's like this is this person is like four generations away from the person who wronged you. That's dumb. Right. Yeah. But so there's a scene. That I kind of like, even though it's ridiculously stupid, of Peter Boyle uh, backstage, you know, in the locker room, sad because his dream has been taken away from him via murder. Mm-hmm. And uh, dude comes in and is just like, hey, man, them's the breaks. Here's a big check. See you later. <laughs> and, and that's the only oh, contribution got, Peter Boyle has to this film. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. He just kind of is like, hey, that's a lot of money. Anyway, half smile. I guess I'm OK. You know, like. <laughs> It's it's not like he comes out and gives the the hero some sort of advice or like turns good or gets his comeuppance or anything. No. He's just kind of a shit the whole movie and gets a giant payoff for it. <laughs> yes, the most realistic thing in this movie. Yes, I guess you're right. I mean, he has a, a brief moment of like humanity where he's like, "Gee, I, that escalated. I didn't expect that kid to like die. I mean, he was yeah. probably going to die from the you know steroids and shit we were pumping into him and everything. <laughs> but that's different. But that's totally different. But yeah, yeah. this is so sudden." And we thought, thought we would get one more fight out yeah, of him. I thought I, I thought I would be able to build more money out of him before he died. Yeah, before you brought this robot in here, <laughs> right? Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Spoilers. He he goes to the secret match, and honestly, like, it's not that it's not in the first movie where they do the dip your hands in glue and into the glass and stuff. But like, I swear to God, the hot shots thing took it more directly from this movie because what he is <laughs> dipping his hands to, it is clearly rock candy. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it's very clearly just plain rock candy. Like I've seen it before. I know what it looks like. That is rock yeah. candy. Like, <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's just funny because I mean, like, you know, he was dipping his hands in the jelly gummy bears and all that stuff and like, <laughs> right. uh, uh, hot shots or whatever, whichever Which is sadly the, the, primary thing my brain goes to anytime someone does this in a movie sure <laughs> yes absolutely like, you just hand over to the, to the sprinkles and right. <laughs> yeah yep. yeah but, but uh yeah they they empty the arena and mm-hmm. uh yes they they do have their blood sport match in the actual like county arena or whatever it's just empty yes. at this point but like the blood from the last match is still there <laughs> and everything and yep. yeah so I mean, this was 91. I mean, really, they should have known better. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying, like, we, we were aware of bloodborne you know, transmitted diseases yeah. at this point, painfully aware. But anyway, mm-hmm. it's also Bloodsport 2, directed by Everett Pune. So it's Kickboxer 2. Oh, uh, whatever. Kickboxer 2. <laughs> it's, my brain still does that, even though, like, I, in my I heart of hearts, I know I like Kickboxer better than I like Bloodsport. 
they still have the same dude and the same bad guy. <laughs> the same yes. actor playing the same bad guy in them. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. Not the same bad guy, just the same actor playing the bad right. guy. Anyway. Uh, yeah, he wins. I don't know. It's that's what I'm saying. Like I, this is a this is a very competent movie until it like gets into like the stakes because it's like I have a hard time even in in this movie watching the sanctioned murder of Brian Wagner in the I'm just saying like I I have a hard time divorcing my brain from reality of like really like I don't know like it's not even that it's like if you just said it in some underground club here, I'd be like, well, this is a bunch of shit heels that kind of secretly came here to watch somebody die. And even, yeah. look, let's be honest. I mean, even probably in the real arenas, there's still some of that mentality, but there is also people there that are there for people's safety and people that are meant to step in. And just, I'm saying like anything like that, where it's, yeah, they, they don't yeah. show anything like in those two hours, someone in the arena called the cops and the cops should have shown up and been sure. like, uh, there's yeah. been a murder here. We have multiple witnesses. Clearly, yes. I mean, <laughs> it's also like that. Uh, I mean, we never really find out what happened to Vargas, do, do we? Because I mean, like, no. he, he was very clearly witnessed doing that, and then like the the getaway was just Peter Boyle sort of offhandedly saying like, "Oh, that was totally Vargas on his own. I had nothing to do with that. The cops cleared me." And it's just like, yes. Yeah. And is that man in jail or what the <laughs> fuck? Like, <laughs> like, right. what, yeah. There's just a weird sense of lack of justice, like you know, legal justice. Cause I mean, even in the, in, I'm saying like, even in the, in the Thai version, like I'm pretty sure at some point, like the cops were involved, even if they were just like, Oh, we're not getting involved with the evil kickboxing, you know, right. Cartel or whatever. It's just like nary any actual justice is shown in this movie. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, at least a cop should be bungling in every once in a while going, Hey, I think I heard a guy was murdered here, but you've cleaned up the canvas and all evidence is gone. You know, like, I don't know. All right, carry on. Yeah. (laughs) Or like somebody handing a cop some money or something, you know, just like I said, it's, it's hard for like your brain to wrap its head around of like a complete lack of any cop presence in in an American setting (laughs) and not a complete underground variety, you know, especially considering the gung ho mentality of the LAPD. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So. Anyway. Like they would not just be like, ah, have murder at the Coliseum, huh? whatever. Yeah, I just, I, I'm saying from that point forward, it's like it feels like they ran out of money or something because it's like, yeah, clearly it's a still, very quick resolution. Yeah, it's just like it's like you're in the arena, there's nobody there, but like most of the fight is done in that like Master of the Universe, like you know, we're just in black yeah. void fight style sort yeah. of thing with a lot of like cuts of like like glass clearly just in my face, even though it did nothing. You know, like, it's right. It's also funny because like. I, that's why I'm saying when he was in the the original Inferno where the kid died, uh, <laughs> but like, you know, he is all wrapped up like he's got third degree burns, but like by the end, it's just like, you know, he's got a little patch on his face. And even when they take that off, it's like, oh, literally nothing happened to you. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, your you're face fine. is totally fine. <laughs> there are no scars. Like, everywhere you were bandaged has hair. Like, I mean, like, and it's the same as it was. Like, I mean, I'm confused. Yeah, yeah. It's not like on in City on Fire when the dude got burned on the face and then right. <laughs> spent hours in the burn unit and then died. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It's, it's, just, it's just weird. There's like very little consequence except for like somebody going, oh, well, kid died, I guess. And also yeah. other kid died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. Weird. I mean, the fight, the, the fight at the end is just kind of it's very there's nothing in any of these fights really that it 
that is above any kind of, yeah, that's okay. You're fighting. Like there's, there's not really like a fist pumping moment of, Oh fuck. Yeah. You know, because the thing that happens is that he does this thing that he does to all the street urchins, which is basically, I'm going to put a blindfold on and come at me and I will defeat you blind folded. Uh, he does that here and mm-hmm. that's how he wins. Basically, he remembers the thing that happened at the beginning of the movie. He's like, oh, right, that thing. Pretty I could much, do that. Yeah. Like, cause... oh, my daughter knows gymnastics. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it's just it's just kind of over. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's a very well put together, albeit strangely paced because of how long the first act lasts. Mm-hmm. Albert Pune movie until the end, like I said, from the moment it's like, oh, well, it's time to murder the guy and get him into the ring again. It's just like, oh, shit, we have 15 minutes left. Like, right. and also, like, we ran out of money. It's it's just strange that all of a sudden yeah. it's like, oh, well, here's the Albert Pune we all know and don't particularly love. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, yeah, it's it weird. Just, it just it's, wraps it's, up and it's yeah. over. Yeah. Um, there I'm is, not quite sure what the road back is because he uh, was home the well, whole time. <laughs> that, you know, I, I think it was supposed to be like, like I said, they just, they did all the pacing wrong. I think his recovery from the hospital was supposed to be more traumatic, but it's just like, Oh, well, like clearly in the very second scene of the montage, he's back to walking. So it's not going to be a long leap before he's kickboxing. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, you know, it seems like it was supposed to be this like, you know, recovery thing. Like, yeah, that but. It, it's just weird that there's no buildup from the moment that is supposed to trick him to get to get back in the ring and getting back in the ring. There's no like, right. OK, we've got two hours. Let's practice murdering somebody or, you know, yeah. there's, we, we there's kid- none of that. It's we just kidnap your sister, friend, whatever, you know, like, I mean, she's never <laughs> yeah. really other than like showing up and being like. Oh, come on, man. Like you taught us things and now ah shit. I mean, then she has like a moment on her bench with what's his face. And then it's like, I don't think she's ever seen again. You know, it's just like, it's weird. She comes back at the very end. Does she? Okay. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. She brings brings another street tough. Right. That's right. Yeah. The other kid, which by the way, the first street tough who didn't believe that he was anything was uh, Brian Austin green, which is Uh like, you know, just weird because it was like I was staring at him and like going, "Who the fuck is that?" But again, just I'm saying like this movie's one of those weird cases of like, why are there all these people that like you recognize and stuff in this? It's weird. Not not yeah. superstars. I'm just saying like, hey, it's the guy from I Come in Peace. Why? I don't know. I guess he need to eat. Sure. Yeah. I would say Peter Boyle is probably the biggest surprise in this. Like sure. he he didn't need to be in this. No. Man, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. You know, I don't know what else Peter Boyle was doing. Around this time, maybe maybe this was his. I mean, you know, he's showing up unbilled in Species Two and shit like that. So sure, yeah. I, I <laughs> maybe think... I just think maybe I just thought like Peter Boyle was bigger. I uh, physically, yes. Uh, <laughs> up until Everybody Loves Raymond, I think he was in a. Oh well, yeah. What are we gonna do with him? Stage, you know, just like. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's really Kickboxer too. There's not a lot more to say about no, it because it I, just kind I, of it, it does ends. have a <laughs> star groovy ass couple of songs in it. Though. Yeah, yeah, not, I, not as many as the first one. The first one had a song for every sure. <laughs> five minutes of movie. There, there um, is something like the first one. I was like, oh, this is skirting around a star grove. And then the second one, like post post the inferno in the gym. Yeah. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. It's like, it was like, it was literally like, standing in a room and I'm all by myself. 
and the tears won't come out. And I mean, he's like literally like putting his hand down, like no, yeah, young I got shot in the leg. Why did you die? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely, Star Grovey soundtrack. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we uh-huh. took the road back, and here we are. Yeah. Uh, I can give it a jocks. I think it's it's not great, but it's it's fine to watch. It was entertaining. Half of it was entertaining because I was trying to figure out how this could possibly make sense. But yeah, it's a competent Albert Pune movie, which is a positive thing in his filmography because most of them aren't. (laughs) So I think I have to reward that and say, hey, here's an Albert Pune movie you can watch. (laughs) It's not good. It's better. It's not better than Kickboxer. That's for damn sure. But it's. It's better than 900% of his filmography. I would say it's better than Cyborg. I think Cyborg is a boring-ass mess. Oh, yeah. Uh, I agree. Yeah. So. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's you know, if this would have been one of those where I didn't know going in, like it wasn't in the opening credits, and it had like a directed by at the end, I would have been like, oh, shit, really? Like, I mean, that <laughs> yeah. just kind of moments, because normally I feel like I can spot his sh- shit style. And, mm-hmm. uh yeah, and this is a mostly competent movie up until the time where it's like, oh, shit, we got to get the rest of the movie in done in 15 minutes. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. I don't really understand because I want to say, isn't this like a really short running time? No, it says one hour and 20. I feel like it's like one fifteen, like when I push play. <laughs> but um, anyway, right. yeah, I feel like it was a really short running time. And it was just like, why did the third act have to wrap up? So, I mean. That's why I feel like it was like a we're running out of money situation because yeah, who knows? But yeah, yep. Jocks is fine. It's 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 a watchable thing. I mean, it's surprisingly watchable to a point. Um, mm-hmm. It's the dude is super milk toast. Like you're not gonna get a lot out of him. He's not awful, but I've seen worse. Like he's yeah. better than Olivier Grunier, <laughs> right? That's what I mean. I've seen worse where it was just like, oh, why is this guy a thing? Yeah. Yeah, but I, guess, I mean, know. it's funny because he actually kind of works as like the well, yeah, clearly like from a what was considered a tough guy in the 70s, 80s, you know, like Van Damme's older brother looks like it. I, you know, mm-hmm. we know that like clearly Van Damme would wipe the floor with that guy if you, you know, coming where we come from now. But when you watch the movie, you're like, oh, clearly that that dude's badass enough to have a mustache and a perm haircut you know like that guy's gonna whip wipe the floor with you <laughs> and yeah. then there's like van damme who's kind of get a you know like i've got an exit you know accent and everything like maybe i'll beat you up i don't know like you know i was just saying like you didn't think like that accent was gonna be i know that was also much more cork than anything else but <laughs> i don't know it's you know okay, look out okay um but <laughs> i'm saying like that accent didn't really instill a lot of fear for a long time and then you watch movies like yeah. this is like oh shit the the guy you didn't think is the badass is the badass, and that's why Kickboxer Boxer works. Right. And I buy what I was getting to is I buy this is the the third down the line of the toughness genes were, were being doled out, brother in this you know gene pool, which is kind of you know even though there's like nothing on the face of the earth that makes me believe that like the other two brothers were actual brothers, but they had that dumb explanation of they were raised in two different places or whatever. Right. <laughs> but yeah. Um. Yeah. I- I do want to say the, the the best thing about this movie for me mm-hmm. roundabout way 
uh, is that so the referee in this movie is played by and is he's playing himself. He's Gene LaBelle, who's this famous like mixed martial arts guy. Okay. Uh, you should really go to his Wikipedia entry and read the story about how he made Steven Seagal shit himself. Oh, like, <laughs> like through one of those like moves. It, it was a it was a situation where Seagal was saying that no one could ever choke me out. And he's like, give me a shot <laughs> and, and choked him out and made him shit himself. So, OK, uh, I think I do need to go read that. I just that, wondered, uh, I wondered if it was like the hot rod, like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, like no. one of those actually like, you know, some secret move you could do to make someone shit themselves. No, it's, it's not like the, the martial art brown noise. It was literally just like, I can choke you out, jackass. <laughs> OK. So, uh, that was fun to read. Um, I mean, seagulls have been known to shit everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh. I, I, the, my favorite part of the movie is, uh, during the fight where Tong Po is just murdering the other dude mm-hmm. and it goes in slow motion. Just the referee over and over again is just going illegal elbow. Right. <laughs> it's like, why don't you stop him? <laughs> Cause yeah, he just illegal elbows him a hundred times. <laughs> It's yeah. like I think I think there's a warning process and then a disqualification process. Yeah, and that was you like that don't... was like round one. Like that was that was what yeah. the only thing that stopped him was the ring bell between rounds for the round one. And like right. at no point they were like red card or you know, like, I don't know whatever the boxing equivalent is. Yes. Like, red card. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I actually kind of, well, I know more about boxing, except I don't know. I mean, I, I know that we'll just call a fight. I don't think there's like the equivalent of a, you know, I think there's just a DQ, like a disqualification. I don't think there's really a red card. The boxer just, or the ref just throws his hands up and be like, this motherfucker's disqualified. Yeah. yeah I, no, he, you, you, he, could, you could like stop the flow of the fight and go, yeah, hey, yeah. warning, knock it off. Right. And then, yeah. all right, fight yeah. again. Yeah. You headbutt uh, one more time. I'm calling it and you lose. Right. You bite that man's ear off. I will well, end this yeah. fight. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So. Yeah, uh, there you go. That's uh, Kickboxer 2. We are well on our way to seven more Kickboxer movies. Oh, boy. <laughs> Actually, I think there's only five more, so. Oh, joy. Uh, yeah. Um, Does, uh, so, yeah. And is it one of those, like, at some point Van Damme himself comes back? Or yes. No? Okay. I, I figured at some point, you know, on a long enough timeline from anything he's refused to do a sequel to. Yes, he yes. will absolutely come back. Right. <laughs> uh, I just so. wondered how many more before we get there. Uh, three more before they reboot it and mm. have him come back. Okay. But as a different guy. Mm. As the trainer guy? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, well, clearly that's just, I yeah. I don't know. No, like, he's, like sometimes no, I, he's, he's playing the same young kid again. <laughs> I, I hate, no, I hate being that way. Like where it's like, this is going to be a sidebar, whatever. It's extra. Or we could do whatever we want. I was playing a video game and I know this is not related, except that like, I hate being that way where it's like, it's so clear how a story is going to unfold and you're just like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was playing State of Decay 2 and it was like, you know, one of the things you do is you come across colonies of other survivors and they mm-hmm. have little names and, you you know, you try to build a trust and decide if you want to do things for them. And these people were called like the nice folks or something like that. And all of their <laughs> missions were like, hey, we need you to trade bullets. We have lots of uh, meat. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm just like... Uh, no, <laughs> I am not going to do favors for the cannibals and or people that are trying to sell me zombie flesh, because either one of those is a post-apocalypse scenario that is going on here, and I'm not mm-hmm. going to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah, so it's, yep. just, it's sort of like, you know, sorry to spoil the plot of 
kickbox or the reboot, but I was saying, clearly, he would have to yes. come back as the trainer guy. Yes, because he is old. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's, every once in a while, you walk into these things, and you're like, yeah, I'm good. I can very clearly see where this is going. Mm-hmm. I, I have seen a movie, read a story. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, you you can be predictable and go to uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash bmfcast. And uh, if you predictably give us a dollar, we will surprisingly give you f- content. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, lots, lots of podcasts. Uh, more podcasts at the $3 level and then all the podcasts at the $5 level. Mm-hmm. So many podcasts. You'll just have a cornucopia of podcasts and what will you do with them all yes perhaps uh, a trade pl- them for bullets <laughs> a plethora of podcasts <laughs> yes uh so hey you tied it back into three amigos Good i job. did yes that's that's what i was trying to do <laughs> even though it's not the same kid minus, it's, minus it's the, wrong kid, <laughs> the wrong kid <laughs> it's fine uh so anyway thanks for for listening and 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 uh paying us <laughs> yes <laughs> yes Thank you. Pay me. <laughs> yes. Thanks. Uh, we'll be back next time with another movie. Uh, and until then, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And this is Bamcast Extra Out. <laughs>